0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Jessica Landman, and today I have the privilege of sitting down with Wendy Beza. Say hey, Wendy. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So today I want to talk about something that's very near and dear to Wendy's heart. Um, You know, our life is made up of different seasons and sometimes those seasons seem like they lack significance. But what we really want to talk about today is how they're not significant to the Lord and how the Lord has purpose in every season that we walk through. Yeah. Right. So in the last six years, you have (laughs) changed churches, assumed a new role in that church, gotten engaged, got married. Had two children, <laughs> yep. bought a house, and then stepped down from full time ministry. Yeah. can you? Are you good with change? Have these seasons been difficult for you? I mean, that's a lot to take I mean, on in six years. When you say it like
1: that, <laughs> it's yeah, it has. It's been a whirlwind um, for the last six years. And to answer your question, no. I mean, I think if you would have asked me maybe seven years ago if I was good with change, I would have said, "Yeah, I'm not too bad," um, but yeah, I think that change is uncomfortable. There's a lot of unknowns. My personality likes to know what's next, and, and this are. is, oh my gosh, yeah. So so yeah, it's definitely been it's been a challenge, yeah, for sure.
0: So what would you say has been, in those past maybe six years, the most difficult piece, the most challenging season of that? Like what has been the hardest on you emotionally, yeah. physically, whatever it may be? And I think sometimes emotionally tends to be harder than even the physical strain, but what yeah. would you say?
1: Um, well, those were, all of those changes were like major life changing decisions, something like a brand new marriage, um, becoming a mother, those, those two things alone, just the, I think the intensity of the, the biggest decisions of your life happening in such a short um, uh, amount of time, I think. And there, there are things that are. That are so important, you know those early years of marriage are so important. you're figuring out how to right. exist yeah. together and then throwing in a baby and sleep deprivation and n- demands of ministry and then so another baby. <laughs> and then another, and then another baby <laughs> exactly. um I think it's probably the hardest part of it has just been the compound um just the compound of just big the big um the bigness <laughs> of yeah. those life changes, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, a lot of women, I mean, and men for the men who are watching for the men too, (laughs) struggle with relevance and significance. And I know that sometimes that the, the Lord sometimes asks us to take a season of anonymity Mm -hmm. or a, a step back so that we're not, um, getting the, the accolades or the validation that we often desire. How, how does one deal with that? I guess those periods
1: yeah so that is exactly what I feel like this um season has been for me specifically the last three years, but really it's been kind of ebb and flowing over the last um six years has been this season I came from um my parents are in ministry, I came from a place of community that had known me for a long time, and right. um I was known by them i was there was a lot of validity just in time, you know, mm-hmm. and then you know God uprooted me and planted me into a new group of community that didn't know me. I right. didn't know them. And that's when I think I started feeling the, the the boat rock.
0: Did you feel like the sense that you needed to prove yourself? Because, I mean, you're so you're in ministry, right? Everybody yeah. knows you. Yeah. You operate in a, in a prophetic voice. That's yeah. something super strong. It's from mm-hmm. the moment I met you. Um, you've been with our ministry for six years as well, so that adds yeah. that. <laughs> but did you feel like you needed to prove – not that you were um, – I mean, prove your Christianity, but prove that, you know, you have yeah. something that you carried something of significance. Did yes. You ever get that sense? yes, there
1: was definitely this overwhelming feeling of I'm here and, um, questioning like if, and it sounds, say, sounds bad to say out loud, but I, I think it's but important it's because this is, this was the real thought. Yeah. If nobody knows what I carry, if no one else sees that anointing on my life, do I still carry it? Does it still matter? Is it still no. making an impact if nobody else Sees it, and that was really the first time in my life that I didn't have somebody cheering me on, like "You've got this," "You've carried this," and and welcoming me into even an opportunity to use it. Right. And it was definitely by design that God put me there, you know. Right.
0: Because it's hard, because yeah. you know, once you get a hold of what you what God has called you right once you Mm. get that glimmer of why you know you're here you want to make sure you're living up to what God has asked of you yeah and so when you're thrown right in the middle of something new and people don't really appreciate what you carry it's very difficult to um to struggle with the the human side of it where you like you don't want pride to get in yeah but at the same token you also want to honor God with your gifting so Mm -hmm. being asked to walk In a season where you struggle that can be um i just think for me it's very difficult and i've I've been there myself i've changed churches i've been ministry heads and then come into a new church and you of course you just want to bring all the glory back to the lord but Mm -hmm. you also want to honor him with what that he has deposited inside of you so that's been a, a, a struggle for myself as well yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: but in that season of anonymity and in that season of change we often don't see the purpose. But like I said, early on, (sighs) God has a purpose from it. And I just really want to hear your heart in this, because I know you and I have sat down before we have talked about this. And I really feel like the Lord has done like some great works in you during this season, which again, God wastes nothing. And he wouldn't put us in a season of transition or anything like this if he didn't have purpose. So what are your key like takeaways? Like what are some of the things that mm-hmm. you learned while God side, kind of said, I want you to take like a little bit of a back step?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean so many things I've <laughs> well, learned I'm a sure. lot I'm sure of- and I really, it's funny. I i said to you earlier, how do you ma- measure healing and growth? Um, but just recently I have, the Lord has been showing me these areas of like you once were here and you no longer yeah. are. Um, but I think at that, at that very beginning that, that foundation being rocked of um, if nobody else sees it, is it still true? I think this has been a season I thought I was confident. But one of the biggest things that I learned is that I didn't realize how much of my confidence was coming from those who made me feel confident. And it was not – it was more, and, and it's hard to come to terms with that yeah. because, you know, sometimes you don't know that that's an area of weakness. You don't know what you don't know. You don't see it. But it was a part that I think in the season, one of my biggest takeaways is that God knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knew that that was an area that he needed to touch in me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I can honestly say that I have been through the the jostle of it is God who calls me Mm -hmm. and if he calls me it is enough. And it is God who Mm -hmm. sees me and that is enough. And not and I'm not just saying it. You know, I think before I I said it, but I Because
0: it was the right thing to say say, say. it was the right thing to say. And we wanted to believe that. And so it wasn't like we were just saying words, but that's the right attitude. Yeah,
1: true. And I I can genuinely say that right now I I can in those quiet, lonely moments, I can I can say it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because you see me and I am known. I'm still your beloved and that is enough. Even more than what I carry. There was a season of time where I really um was sitting in Psalms twenty-three and and it says, you know, the good shepherd, you're my good shepherd and I shall want for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I I, I get choked up even thinking about that first because I I don't need there's this this desire to want all these other things and even when you have them and get them, you realize they will always fall short but i don't have to want for anything because i already have everything that i need and him pulling me back that has been it's happened in different ways but that pulling back of realigning like this private space between me and jesus this is this is the foundation of anything that i do and i needed god to remind me like this you need to come back to this place and remember this is this is me and you first Mm -hmm. and everything else will flow out of that your marriage your children your relationships and ministry uh, what i what you carry those are all they come second to Mm -hmm. that um that reality
0: yeah i just want to back Mm -hmm. up a second Mm because you said you know what's done in private and Mm -hmm. i think that so many women um want to achieve Mm -hmm. they want to um and then Bring it into a ministry factor. Their Mm -hmm. hearts are in the right place. You want so many women want to come, and they they come to me and they say, "Oh, I want to get in women's ministry. Mm -hmm. I want to speak. I want to, um, you know, I want to do a blog. I want to preach on the stage." And that is very honorable, and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I probably had the same um, Mm -hmm. zeal when I was in my early twenties as well. But one thing that I've learned is that. God is not going to put you anywhere that you are not ready to handle. So there is a lot of growth and development that is required to Mm -hmm. prepare you for sort of that platform yeah. and whatever that platform is, whether it's small, big, whatever it is, he wants to prepare your heart so that there is no way that the enemy can come in and distort the good and yeah. like the beautiful work that he's doing inside of you. So mm-hmm. that quiet time, that private time, that sort of, let's just sit on the bench for a little while mm-hmm. time. It's so important. And That may happen like where you're there and then he asks you to take a little rest and yeah. then you're out again <clears throat> and then he rests because the growth. Mm-hmm. There is um, a reminder of what he's done in you. Yeah. It, it, it keeps you grounded. It it brings you correction, and yeah. it's um, it keeps everything lined up to you know what's important. Like you said, back yeah. to sort of the, the basic stuff. It's you and him, and yeah. that's it
1: well and I mean, even if you look at jesus's life right yeah. he didn't technically step into any um outside exposure to other people mm-hmm. for thirty years there most of his life was just him and the Father. It was this right. private space, and so even like i I think it's changed the way I've looked at it the, the core of Jesus's ministry was done in private and only three years was done publicly because the power that he got from being in communion with the Lord, that is what he was able to give in those three years that brought him to the cross. Right. And you think
0: about what he actually, what that actually looked like for him. Yeah. It is not tossing up a quick Bible read. It is Mm-hmm. Spending time with the Father, so mm-hmm. that you can hear the Word and let it penetrate you and mm-hmm. change you, because it is not just a great book of good stories that mm-hmm. we're like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. It is trans; it has transforming power to change us. Because you know, we accept Jesus, but we spend a lifetime of becoming like Him, yes. and yeah. we can't lose sight because we have zeal to do stuff for Him that we forget it's really about becoming like Christ yeah. and then helping everybody else come to that Along point as way. well. Yeah. And that's the most important part.
1: Yeah. it's really
0: good. So right now, especially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it's men too, but I feel like it's, it's the age of the woman.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Where <laughs> women want to be the, the CEO, they want to be the vice president. They want to have the look, they want everything. Why do you think like, That title and that outward um, praise is so important right now. Like, why do you think everybody's searching Mm -hmm. for that? Do you think it's just because it's what we're seeing in TV and.
1: Um, I, well, I think it's a a few different things, but we're also in a completely different season in time of history where everything is accessible. We are able to look into other people's Mm -hmm. lives, um, and quick, we just get quick snippets of their life. And, um, I also think it's a supernatural thing. I think that the devil, um, he really doesn't want you to go through the seasons of, of that, that stepping away with the Lord because he knows what power it carries. And I think it's a supernatural attack even on the heavenly assignment of, of uh, building disciples because that, that only comes, it's, there is no way but through.
0: Right. So Uh, how would you fight those tactics? Because we know, you and I both know that the enemy is real and when you're going through it, it feels really real. And Mm -hmm. with women, it's our emotions and it's all of that. So how Mm -hmm. do you, like, how did you fight those, those, um, deceiving thoughts that would would cause you to think well maybe this isn't right maybe i need to prove myself maybe i need to have it all together so that i measure up to this particular Mm -hmm. mom or this woman who's my also my age because Mm -hmm. this woman who is 30 something years old has already done x y and z like how did you fight the tactics of the yeah
1: i think when i was in my biggest storm was when i was looking at everybody else yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I, when my thoughts were more about what they did and how they did it, mm-hmm. I think that's when I was in my biggest storm and when I could step away and get really clear on like, but who am I? What have you called me to do? Mm-hmm. What is my season supposed to look like? And that really happened. Um, I ended up making the decision to almost two years ago to step down from ministry, right. um, and when I was found out, I was pregnant with my second child, and that's when it was. It, it rubber met the road where it's like, I can't just do to do because this is the pace that other people are running right. because my livelihood, my children's livelihood, my marriage, those depend on me being healthy and whole. And so for me, I had to get really clear on like, what are you expecting of me? And, and, mm being okay with that. I actually, I <laughs> I don't want to say poem. I'm not a poem writer, but I had written out some of my thoughts and, and it started, the sentence was, it's okay. This is what I said. I said, it's okay. I and it's, it's okay that this is where I'm at. And, and, and I realized that I was putting pressure on me that not even God was putting pressure. I mean, he, he was not asking this of me. So why am I asking myself of this?
0: I mean, you know? I think that's, it's so incredible that mm-hmm. we have made a list of things that we think we need to do, but yet God's never asked them mm-hmm. of us and one of the best advice that I received like early on when I was um, a mom is stay in your own lane. So one of the things that I'm so passionate about is helping women find out what it is why we're, why are we here like mm-hmm. why are we here what what is my purpose because I'm here for a different reason than you are yeah so what's my purpose and if it's not to do with why I'm here then mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with it. I feel like mm-hmm. once you have that there's this freedom that yeah. comes along with being certain of your calling. And then just walking in, sort of that provision that God gives you like, this is what I'm meant to do. And then there's fulfillment, and then all that other stuff yeah. that seems important just kind of fades away. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's, that's it for me. I've, I really felt like in that season, the Lord said that your children are, that is your ministry right now, which is mm-hmm. funny because when I was making that transition, you gave me that sign that yes. said, uh, the greatest work you ever do is within the walls of your home. Mm-hmm. And it, it was for me, I look at that sign every day and I remember like, this is worth it. I had to make sacrifices. There that's were right. times that I had to say no to speaking or whatever. And this was why. Mm. Yes. So
0: I totally hear like your heart in this. And I thank you so much for being so vulnerable here today and kind of talking about some of the things that you've walked through. Is there anything else you want to share before we kind of wrap
1: it up today? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I, I would say the biggest things that, um, to remember is that if God has pulled you away, there's a reason why, mm. and to lean into it and to not fight it. You know, when you lean into it, there is so much value. I think I have experienced some of the deepest healing in my life that I ever have had ever as a woman in these last few years. Um, I think it's a lot easier to be corrected in private with the Lord than mm. in public, and when you're known by a lot of people. Um, And it's not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen as a follower. This is a model that God has set up for our good so that we can continually put our hearts in the right posture before the Lord. So, so yeah. Great. Well,
0: everybody, thank you for getting real with us. If you loved what you heard, like and subscribe for more content and we will see you next time.